0: Doing the awkward intro now. Hooray another week. Uh, another movie, another guest. How you doing tonight, Chris? I'm doing great. Yeah, welcome. Yeah, thanks for having me, guys. Yeah. Thanks for coming around. Uh, but as we do with our guests on this show, we like to harass them with questions. Mm-hmm. So prepare for harassment. All right. Our first question. Um, this is the year of 2015 you don't mind saying how old were you and uh what do you remember of the time
1: that one's easy uh i was 30 um i had 2015 um we depending on uh, where we were in the year i uh, we had just had our second kid um and i was working for a radio station and uh teaching at northwestern university uh, in journalism
0: oh wow awesome very nice wow Uh, suddenly you're way too qualified to be on this show. See you later. (laughs) Uh, Uh, But all joking aside, uh, our second question, what are some formative films that got you into enjoying film? Wow. Uh, Formative
1: films. Um, I mean, let's go, let's go way back. Uh, back. You know, I'm thinking of stuff like when I was younger, I loved, uh, loved anything. Don Bluth. You know, give me a rock a doodle, give me a Hell secret of yeah. Nim. Hell yeah! You know, mm-hmm. um, these are these are the films that I love showing my kids now because uh, this is like the, this is my intro to horror studies for my children. Um, <laughs> show them the dark things, like like we we got them in a Labyrinth. Um, I have a distinct memory of of nightmares after a babysitter showing me Labyrinth. Uh, um, so you know that's some of the some of the early stuff, um, but then you know. Uh, Geez, Louise, I was in college when uh, uh, when the Matrix series came out. Uh, so the, that was a big piece. You know, the the early two thousands was a great time for. Uh, you know, uh, how many times do you watch Boondock Saints in in college, right? Like, mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then uh, and then you know more recently uh, when I got into journalism. You know, uh, in, in preparation for this, like I was trying to come up with like my top two or three journalism uh, uh, movies. And I came up with my top two or three in like five different categories. So if you want to go nice. through all like 37 of them, we can. But um, <laughs> that uh, might happen tonight. In a row. But, but yeah, there's just some great <laughs> stuff that 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 really just uh uh, uh you know shows what's both lo- amazing and infuriating about uh, the craft and and the world of
0: journalism. And so, mm. um, you know, I'll, I'll hold
1: off on that for now. But you know, there's a lot of good stuff out there.
0: Excellent. All right. And uh, our final question and the most important question asked of any person ever. Hmm. Have you seen, and what do you think of the 29, 2019 masterpiece cats? <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'll be honest. Um, I have not seen the 2019 masterpiece cats. Good call. Um, I've refused to see it unless I can get the, uh, uh, the extended butthole cut and yep. I haven't been able to find it. So
0: yep. no, that's he, is a, this that is a popular this. answer, yes, by the way. He knows his stuff. Yeah. Oh yeah. dear. Uh, he's 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 done the research. He is a journalist. Yeah. yeah. We we um, all need uh, Judy Dench's bowl. It, it it has been said many times on this podcast, and it will probably be said a few more times.
2: Yeah. And we weren't <laughs> just talking about cats. <laughs> all right. <sighs> well, Jonathan, Jonathan. Yeah. You guys want to talk about a movie? Let's talk about a movie.
0: Hello, all you beautiful people out there in Podcast Slam. My name is Paul Workman. I'm Jonathan Pierce. I'm Zach McCoy. And I'm Chris Waljasper. And we are your Oscar Grouches. And welcome back to the Oscar Worcester Podcast, a show where we discuss Oscar winners throughout history and try to determine where the Academy went wrong, if they went wrong. And what are we watching this week,
3: Zach? We're watching Spotlight. The Boston Globetrotters take on the Catholic Diddlers in a battle for the soul of Beantown. Yes. Yes. <laughs> it's an epic battle.
2: I love you, dude. So much. Oh dear. So much.
0: A, lot of, a lot of ball fondling in this one.
2: God. Just
0: There's a, a lot of God in this point. one too. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, apparently. <laughs> Is this everybody's first time seeing Spotlight? Yes. No. No. No for me. Chris, do you remember the first time you saw Spotlight? Um, I saw it, uh, it wasn't the year it came out, but within a couple of years after. Yeah. Zach. Well, now I got to look up the date. So Paul, tell us your story. Okay. Well, uh, I have one of those real boring ones this time. I saw it in the movie theater the year it came out. What an exciting story I just told. That is an exciting story. I, I just did not. Big Tom McCarthy guy. So, you know, station like... agents, one of my favorite movies.
3: Oh, hell yeah. I, it looks like I didn't see it until January 31st, 2017. So, mm. there we go. The year after
0: I won the Oscars. Yeah. Okay. Well, speaking of that, let's get to an Oscar breakdown. Break it down! It is a So White, February 28th, 2016. It's the Oscar So White year, everybody. Oh, yeah. Yep. Uh, which is why... Uh, Well, hold on. First, we're at the Dolby Theater, Hollywood, Los Angeles, California, and Oscar so white is the reason why they asked Chris Rock to host the chair. (laughs) God. (laughs) Uh, and which he says the joke, uh, Jada Pinkett Smith is boycotting the Oscars. That's fine, because no one asked her to come.
3: Yeah, well, connect the dots.
0: Uh, That's not prophetic or anything. Oh, yeah. All right. Spotlight wins Best Picture. Oh, uh, sorry. Most nominated film on the evening is The Revenant at 12. Most awarded film on the evening, Mad Max
2: Fury Road at 6.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Almost
2: all bottom half, though, probably. (laughs) All of it. All of it below
0: the line. uh, We're still on ABC for anybody who's keeping track. Spotlight wins Best Picture, giving Michael Sugar, Steve Golan, Nicole Rocklin, and Bly Pagan Faust... Academy Awards for producing. That's a baller-ass
2: name. Bly Pagan Faust. Yeah, Hell that's yeah. a pretty yeah.
0: dope-ass name.
2: <laughs> uh, that name's Cash Money. It is <laughs> Cash Money. We're bringing Cash Money back, on. Huh? We are. Chris, we can you,
0: you can make as much noise as you want.
2: I'll, I'll, I'll get there.
0: I'll get there. I'm, I'm, <laughs> yeah. I'm picking my moment. That's fair. All right. I just i just hear you quietly laughing. You can laugh well, out loud. Okay. As, as a
1: reporter... I often will make nonverbal gestures because I'm recording and I want the recording. So I got, I got to break out of that. So (laughs) so I'll get there.
0: (laughs) Understood. All right. Spotlight beats out the big short bridge of spies, Brooklyn, Mad Max, Fury road, the Martian, the revenant and room best director goes to back to back winner. Alejandro G. Yaratu for *The Revenant*, beating out Tom McCarthy in *Spotlight*. Adam McKay somehow in the category. <laughs> <laughs> uh, best actor finally goes to Leonardo DiCaprio finally. for *The Revenant*, the wrong movie.
1: Very <laughs> much. I mean, it was that yeah. that that Oscar was to the bear though, wasn't it?
0: Yeah, yeah, most, yeah. yeah. Um, and Michael Keaton not nominated for *Spotlight* cabbage yeah that's a myth. this it cabbage best actress goes to Brie Larson in room an A24 win yeah that's a that's a good movie uh Mark Rylance was the big shocking win for Bridge of Spies beats out Mark Ruffalo for Spotlight everyone pretty much was sure it was going to go to Sylvester Stallone in Creed oh also wow. the second film Michael B Jordan wasn't nominated for yep there will be more. (laughs) Best supporting actress goes to Alicia Vikander for The Danish Girl, the wrong movie that she won for this year. Oh. Uh, She was the robot in...
2: um, Why did my brain just... uh, uh, Ex Machina. Machina, Ex Machina, yeah. 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 I could see it in your eyes. I knew what you were talking about
0: immediately. That's amazing. Uh, She beats out Rachel McAdams in Spotlight. Uh, Spotlight grabs original screenplay, Giving Josh Shinger and Tom McCarthy Academy Awards. Tom McCarthy does not walk away empty-handed tonight.
2: That is a that is a
0: tough one. That yeah, that's actually so so it beats out Bridge of Spies, which gives Ethan and Joel Cohen Academy Award nominations. Ex Machina, which is an amazing film. Inside Out, probably Pixar's most important film. And uh, Straight Out of Compton, a film that I have issues with, but definitely deserves to be in the category. Uh, best Adapted Screenplay goes to The Big Short, giving Anchorman 2 director Adam McKay an Academy Award. I'm
1: glad you brought up Anchorman. I, could, I don't have to talk about it in my uh, favorite uh,
0: journalism movies anymore.
1: <laughs> no,
0: I brought up Anchorman 2. <laughs> Excuse me.
1: Excuse me. I'm <laughs> put a pin in that. <laughs>
0: Uh, best Animated Feature goes to Inside Out. Best Foreign Language Film goes to Son of Saul from Hungary. Best Documentary Feature goes to Amy. The Amy Winehouse Documentary. Oh, yeah. Beating out What Happened to Miss Simone, which should have won. Uh, best Documentary Short Subject goes to A Girl in the River, The Price of Forgiveness. That sounds like a joy to watch.
3: Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh. Ouch. <laughs> Uh, best yeah, live it's a-
2: about honor killings in Pakistan. Oh yeah, yeah. sweet. Oh cool, good times. Yeah.
0: God damn it! Why is it so depressing? Why? Is, why are? Okay. <laughs> what is uh, life? Best live action short film goes to A Stutterer. Best animated short film goes to Bear Story. That looks very cute.
1: I thought you Not- said Revenant didn't win. <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I, I think that's all my bear jokes. I think we're good.
2: I we'll hope have, there's we'll a, have a few more
0: if we can bear it. This
3: podcast is just full of bears. Rawr.
0: Best original score goes to The Hateful Eight, giving Ennio Morricone an Academy Award <laughs> the year after he won an honorary. Award. <laughs> nice.
3: <laughs> now is this is like one and only win for an actual score though? I can't remember. Yes.
0: That's Yeah, he, he hadn't won one. Insane. <laughs> and then they gave him an honorary <laughs> award, and then they gave him an, an, an a competitive award. Best original song goes to the uh, writings on the wall from Spectre. So anyway, writings on the wall, Spectre, the second Bond film to win best song. Oh yeah. Ah, best sound editing goes to Mad Max Fury Road. (laughs) Yeah. Best sound mixing goes to Mad Max Fury Road. I was looking back to see, make sure I didn't miss any spotlights. No, uh, uh, best production design goes to Mad Max Fury Road. Any of them was
2: going to go to that. It was got to be that.
0: Yep. Best cinematography goes to The Revenant, giving Emmanuel Lubezki his third Academy Award in a row. Goodness. Uh Mad Max Fury Road is in the category. Though. Speaking of The Revenant, best makeup and hairstyling goes to Mad Max Fury Road, <laughs> beating out The Revenant. Uh, best it best also- costume. That title just makes me happy. (laughs) The 100-year-old man who climbed out the window and disappeared. (laughs) 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 Best costume design goes to Mad Max Fury Road, beating out two Sandy Powell nominations. Best film editing goes to Mad Max Fury Road, beating out Spotlight. And finally, best visual effects goes to Ex Machina, beating out Mad Max Fury Road. The Martian of the Revenant and Star Wars The Force Awakens. Mm-hmm. We have some honorary awards. First honorary award goes to the great Spike Lee, filmmaker, yeah. educator, motivator, iconoclast, and artist. Uh, Gina Rollins, picking up an honorary award, who has illuminated the human experience through her brilliant, passionate, and fearless performances. Mm hmm. And the Jean Herschelt Humanitarian Award goes to Debbie Reynolds for oh. her charitable contributions and tireless efforts toward mental health as the founding member of the Thalians. Yeah. Go to Debbie. Okay. And because I missed it last week, this week I am going to cover the 2014 Gordney Sawyer Award winner David W. Gray. I looked for more about David W. Gray. I could find one interview with him and his imdb so we'll do the a little bit from this interview uh, apparently he was a 35 year dolby vet uh, yeah i'm telling you this is as bare bones as it gets he's a veteran sound engineer he led the 2012 technical update at the dolby theater and continues to ensure that all screenings there go off without a hitch His career has encompassed the design and rollout of cinema sound technologies, including stereo optical soundtracks and digital sound on film. He has also served as the Academy SciTech Council and its theater standards committee, as well as chaired an audio study group for the society of motion picture and television engineers that led to setting key digital cinema standards. Nice. Uh, Films that he worked on in the sound department. And I'll go through some of the most interesting ones here. Uh, we'll start with, uh, the documentary Koyan Akatsi. Uh, one of the greatest sequels of all time that everybody agrees on, Grease 2. Uh, also one of the greatest sequels of all time that everybody agrees on, Staying Alive, the sequel to Saturday Night Fever. (laughs) Uh, Footloose, The Last Starfighter. Ooh. Uh, Brewster's Millions. (laughs) Uh... The My Little Pony, the movie. Oh, yeah. I named my sister because of that movie. Why I brought it up. Yeah. Uh, Little Shop of Horrors. Nice. Uh, Robocop. Excellent. Another Die fine Hard. musical. Oh. Yep, another fine musical. Yeah. <laughs> Die Hard. The finest musical. Uh, Sex Lies and Videotape. And mm. uh, we'll, we'll go ahead and cap it off with the last two films he has listed as sound engineer. Uh, 1990's Problem Child. Oh, geez.
2: <laughs> I like that movie.
0: <laughs> and 1991's John Candy starring Delirious. Oh. Have I completely forgot about that movie. Yeah. The one where John Candy ends up in the soap opera he writes for. hmm
2: They used to play on Comedy Central, like, all the freaking All time. the time.
0: Oh, man.
1: I'd like to go back and edit my uh, my movies that were uh, uh, impactful to me and insert Uncle Buck because I can uh, soup to nuts. I know that entire script. That's great. So that's that's the other one. Thank you for oh, yeah. that John Candy, uh, <laughs> Manchurian Candidate moment there.
0: Manchurian John Candy date. That's a film I would watch. Mm-hmm. Yeah, me too. Uh, let's raise him from the dead so we get that made. And that is our Oscar breakdown. All right, awesome
3: breakdown.
2: Let's talk about this movie. Let's do it. This is movie. Fuck, this is a good movie. It's (laughs) breezy. It's yeah. You know, uh, you (laughs) don't get anything wholesome like that anymore. A sweet jaunt.
0: Yeah, I believe (laughs) we refer to it as
3: (laughs) a gaunt jaunt.
2: (laughs) Um. So yeah. Uh. you, You know. And and i swear to god Chris,es do not take this as a um slight by any means but i was like a movie about investigative journalism that sounds fucking boring and um holy shit it was not <laughs> i
0: keep saying on this fucking podcast that journalists <laughs> doing journalist shit is the mm-hmm. best <laughs> yeah it's like it's true
2: like you keep you, anytime I think of a movie that's going to have an investigative journalist, I'm thinking, all right, how are they going to Indiana Jones this character? <laughs> like, it's, that can't be the only thing that they do. And uh, yeah, they, they did it in this one. Uh, oh, man, Ruffalo just got so much fucking respect for me for this movie, dude. Like, I mean, that man is unstoppable. Holy dude. shit. Like, and, and Keaton, we knew. We knew. We knew. Like, we, yeah. we can just kind of go. I'm I'm glad you're back, dude. Keep doing that. Yeah, um, you set
0: your watch to a Keaton performance. Yeah,
2: yeah. But just everybody else was just so phenomenal. Just, yeah, like
3: like Paul always says, everything is made better by a touch of the tooch as well.
2: Oh yes, the oh. tooch. Yeah, mm-hmm. no. I spent every time my wife walked by, and I was like, I can't tell you how many how much I love Stanley Tucci.
1: I had forgotten that he was in this film, and so when I went back and rewatched it, like he walked in, I was like. Oh man, Stanley Tucci's lawyer. This is so
0: good. I, oh. <laughs> I did. I did the exact so same thing with Billy Crudup. Mm. <laughs> Billy Crudup showed us. Fuck yes. Oh man, <laughs> and you
1: hate him the entire film. I, I mean, you want to talk about just great writing, right? Yeah. Like because because and that's maybe I'm jumping ahead here, but oh. they do such a good job of setting up this tension of. Uh, of of who buried this story, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. A, a, and and they imply that Crudup is holding out on him or that, that 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 the lawyer has been withholding these names. And they they imply that that Bill Bradley, uh, the the editor that's kind of above Keaton's character, uh, mm-hmm. has been holding up. And then at the last moment, right, yeah. they reveal, oh shoot, Keaton was the editor of Metro when they when this story first broke, and Keaton. He didn't bury it because he's a Catholic and because he, because he wanted to bury the story. He buried it because the news cycle is so damn fast that something else got in the way. And, yeah. and, and it just kind of got shuffled to the side. And, and something that's great about this story or this, this, uh, this, this film is every single desk is piled two and a half feet high worth of paper. Yeah. And, and if I zoomed out, you'd see it in my office right now too. <laughs> that is such a truth. Even in the electronic age, right? This came out in two thousand and one, and here we are in twenty two. Uh, you know, and, and it's still a truth. Uh, but but you know, we we saw it later, right? They were getting ready to publish this story, and nine eleven happened, and the right. story ended up getting pushed another several months, and, yep. and and that just happens, right? And then you get sources on your back, and they're like, well, why haven't you done what? What's this? What's why haven't you published this story yet? And it's like because Russia attacked Ukraine. What are you talking about, right? Yeah, and so like that was so so good and how keaton like there was the moment when when rachel mcadams found that clip uh-huh. with uh where you know about the the the, the assault or the the, the, the 20 the
0: twenty priests yeah the 20
1: priests and, and she handed it to him and he kind of chewed on it and he's like okay have a good weekend
0: right? he's like is that is that it <laughs> yeah
1: and, and you're like shit like like that, that was such a great moment because we weren't really sure right who was at fault here who dropped the ball and, and that, that was kind of the, the who done it of that. I don't know. It was the second act, I guess, you know? And it was just yeah. like, uh, that, that was a, that was a real, and, uh, I, I didn't see it coming. I
0: didn't see it. And, and when he finally goes to the, the lawyer friend of his, that's been helping the Catholic church all along. And he's like, he tells him, yeah, everybody seems to have known this is going on. No one's done anything about it. He's like, well, where were you then?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Man. So good. <laughs> so good. So good. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know,
3: I you've alluded to it and kind of mentioned it, but you know, you have a background in in so investigative journalism, Chris. Is that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and yeah. Um, I I actually went to college to study journalism, and I was in college in 2008 during kind of the economic collapse, and our local paper got bought out by bigger papers, and I just kind of. I made a career change because I, it wasn't sustainable for me at the time, but I still have a minor in journalism. So I, I you know even though my experience is just kind of like to freelancing and, and being in college at edit, editor uh, offices and things like that, it's like, I still enjoy seeing that kind of stuff. And, and I enjoy the, the journalism aspect of the story. And we're at a point now where all of us were old enough to remember when all this hit the news and, was a huge thing. <laughs> you know, the movie doesn't necessarily give closure because there's not closure. There can't be, I mean, but it just, you know, we'll get to the ending when we get there, but yeah, you know, there's just so much tension, so much drama just based on conversations and like the release of a newspaper. And that's such a beautiful moment. I, I, I read a review somewhere where it's like the climax of the film is news trucks rolling out with the morning paper and it's like when that's when that's such a tense moment you know it, they've done a good job
2: yeah well
1: what's that, interesting is they they then turn it around and they springboard that release that denouement right into the next thing right because mm-hmm. then uh 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 Lee schreiber's character marty Barons, uh you know he immediately says take your time and then be back on monday because we need you for the next one right Mm-hmm. And, and to put it in perspective uh, Ruffalo's character that reporter released a piece on the Church of the Latter-day Saints and the abuses in that this last week.
2: Oh wow. wow. He now he Jeez. now works
1: for the Associated Press and and he released it last week. Uh, nice. so what that was this is 01 and we're yep. in 2022 and he's still doing it. And nice. the ba- the Baptist Church last year I mean it just it's just goes and goes and goes.
0: God. So nice. yeah. Yeah, so,
2: I. Nope, no, nope, 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 nope. You do it. No, no. You, you, you've <laughs> barely spoken, so it's your turn. Oh, wow. Well, that's new. <laughs> I don't know what to do now. All right. No, I was only going to bring up a couple of points. Uh, first off, my complete and total embarrassment. Uh, it took me to the last five minutes of the movie to realize that Cardinal Law was not an actual department for the uh, Vatican. <laughs> <laughs> um, I get but that. But it was no, an yeah. actual person. <laughs> so uh Perfect. that was fun like i thought they were literally fighting like the law department of the vatican yeah uh, that's understandable law. yeah so that not only
0: makes sense because his name gets thrown around a lot especially when they're talking about the courts
2: yeah yeah <laughs> um, going after law yeah that's what you do in court you jackass <laughs> um the other thing is holy fuck lieb shriver lieb shriver in this movie i I've only seen him in Wolverine. Thank you. <laughs> and snippets of what is it? Ray Donovan. I think it is. <laughs> Ray Donovan. What is it? Is that what it's called? <laughs> yes. So i that's all I know of him from. And yeah. how just like toned down and just how well he was in this movie just shocked the shit out of me. I was like, yeah. oh, you should do that more, dude he yes. does do that more. He's very good at it. <laughs> so I need to start uh oh, Well, the last thing I think I would have seen him in then was the French dispatch. So <laughs> oh, he's so good in that. You Without should see him in that. mixed
0: nuts when he plays the cross dresser.
2: Okay. Okay. So yeah, see absolutely. Movie. Yeah, absolutely. Or apparently I need to listen to him in uh, my little pony, the movie where he voices the storm King. So, sweet. Um. so yeah, I, those are my two main things. I, I really enjoyed this shit out of this movie, and, and time that I see like somebody basically going after the Catholic Church mm-hmm. i'm I'm basically all in, even if it's garbage. so it's like, yeah, i'm I'm cool with that, um because I think what's important about this movie is the fact that, you know this is one of those topics that is still ongoing. This is something that needs to continuously be fucking talked about because it's like Spire had said. I mean, this is like there's a draw to that profession. Six percent is not a small fucking number of people who you can profile in this position in a very important position. Yeah. And it makes me go, why are you not? Oh, yeah, that's why I know why you are because um uh, the Pope and all of them. Oh god, the whole in, thing.
0: And that scene in the movie where they when they revealed the six percent number. Oh my god. I I swear I did that like
2: double dolly zoom in the theater. I mm-hmm. can just feel that happen to me.
0: <laughs>
2: like when, yeah. and when they showed like the 87, I was like, that's fucking gorgeous. Like that's just, showing like the the statistics are real this guy knows what he's fucking talking about and then to go yeah no fucking duh you all know this it was not just something that they people it's and that was a point of the movie especially towards the latter bit of it where they're saying we know this we've seen this and it's just because you know it's fucking boston we all gotta be catholics and no like do fucking something about this because it is not just boston where the problem is this is like a worldwide fucking issue Mm -hmm.
1: that epilogue at the end right
2: mm -hmm. when at the
1: the end you know they kind of go through so and so was here so and so and then they say here are the other places where they've where they found this and then there's four panels in typeface four font i I did the math
0: i did the math on it they listed 105 american cities 105 one, of them, one of them being Davenport, Iowa. Yeah. One of them was Dubuque. Uh, one of them, yeah. Richmond,
3: Virginia. Yep. yep.
0: And, then, uh, and then they listed 101 cities around the world. And
1: those yeah. are dioceses. Those are yeah. dioceses. It's important. So, okay, full disclosure. Full disclosure. I'm a journalist. I love this film. I'm a Catholic. I love this film. Y'all, I was at church this morning. So I just want to put it out there, and and no, none of you have offended yeah. me with any of your comments. Like I, we're cool, but I just want to put, I want to lay all the cards on the table, right? Yeah. Because I'm a Catholic, and I don't defend the, the actions of our church. All right, wow. like I, it, it, it
0: fucking sucks. Yeah. So, so I'd be, I'd it, be no, lying. No, you if, can, you can. No, no, go on. Uh, I'd be lying if I said <laughs> that that wasn't an ulterior <laughs> motive to bring you on. <laughs> Dude, let's do it. Like I, I'm, I'm here. Uh, so and, no, and, and and
1: and and again last year uh, uh our priest made an announcement and like hey father and so and so has been has been removed because he's under under investigation Oof. and i was like oh. like yeah. you know it's still happening mm-hmm. and, and 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 i don't know i didn't i we had just moved to that parish so i didn't really know that priest whatever and i was like well Thank God my kids aren't in the school. Like, I, you know, whatever. I, and so it's still happening and there are protections that are being done, but but
2: it's still the it's l- thing we're dealing with. It's a fucking problem written by the rules of the guys who made the fucking rules who could just as easily go, hey, why don't we just let priests be people who can fuck? <laughs> well, yeah, <laughs> that is I, a like, seriously, uh, that like, they, like Spire even said that. Uh, it's because 56 percent of the priests who take a vow of celibacy are not celibate so when you have to hide you go for the predatory behavior if you don't make it a something you have to hide then predators are not attracted to that type of position and it it also kind of
0: it also kind of illustrates the issue of creating a loophole where you're just allowed to go in and ask for forgiveness for this Mm yeah. even if you're just going to go back and do it again
1: so i want to point out so you when you say spy you're referring to the ex-priest turned yes the uh, one who
2: married the nun and who was
1: who was studying the phenomenon of uh of of clergy abuse and there's something he said right uh so ruffalo's character says says are are you still catholic he says i don't really practice anymore but i still consider myself catholic and and he said this and it resonated with me a great deal he said the church Mm -hmm. is made of men my faith is in the eternal.
2: Yes. A- and, yeah. and
1: that, I mean, that, that hit me to the core, right? It's like, yeah. it's like I, there's, there's times where the priest gets up and talks and I think he's full of shit. It doesn't mean I'm, I'm no longer going to be Catholic, right? And so it was just, that was a really interesting moment. I mean, there, normally there's one character who's kind of the conduit, right? Who's, who's the conduit for the, for, the, for, the, um, for the audience. And I just right. felt myself, every time I turned around, Rachel McAdams sitting with her grandma When she when she shared the story, I I
0: cried. I I was going to say, I will say that as as a man of no faith, how much it always shocks me when I get very emotional, when I see someone's faith get shattered. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So that moment like this, one, you know, she she keeps building it up. I go with my I go to church with my grandma. She goes to church three times a week. Uh, My grandma's practicing, you know, she every time she brings up her grandma and then when she's sitting there with her. It broke.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's
0: like that. Yeah. Nobody deserves that. Nobody yeah, deserves you don't to have see the, grandma deal with that. No, this this no. woman, <laughs> this woman's not going to be here for much longer. And for her to have now have to carry this, this horrible like knowledge. Yep. Yeah. Oh God. It's <laughs> it's so bad,
3: you know, not to go off on a very, very brief tangent, but you know, when we're looking at the Catholic church and, you know, uh parallel is like the boy Scouts. Um, and it's not, you know, it's not just the abuse of the celibacy even because it, it's sure. the opportunity for the predatory behavior, sure. you know, the access to children. Um, and, you know, I have recently got my boys into Boy Scouts and they have so many more protections now where, you know, at a certain age you have to have a parent present and you can't have, you know, a, one adult alone with certain kids. And, you
2: know, that- they called the Scouts now. It's not the Boy Scouts anymore. It's well, just the
3: scouts, uh, I guess. Depending on uh, the branch or something, they still call them like mm-hmm. the Boy Scouts of BSA or whatever is the sure. Yeah, but
2: it's kind of like how I BSA is with... Boy Scouts, but it's not really. It's like Kentucky Fried Chicken. It's not really chicken. We know that MTV <laughs> is not music <laughs> television anymore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And to,
0: to draw parallels, and what happens just a year after this movie, the movie wins Best Picture, the Me Too movement jumps off,
3: mm-hmm. right?
0: And it's almost like Tom McCarthy kind of giving us a warning about what's ahead because you know the you start learning all these men who are in the hollywood system that just abuse women and abuse you know other men like they're as they say in this movie they don't discriminate right Yeah. yeah it it's 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 just systems right where somebody can have control they're going they're going to test the boundaries of that control yeah and unfortunately this is like one of the biggest boundaries you can test and see what you can get away with yeah and Mm -hmm. these systems just allowed this to happen and happen and the fact that this comes out in 2001 2002 early 2002 Uh and you know it still takes another another 15 or so years after that for for Hollywood to have this reckoning
1: yeah I want to jump back a sec. Jonathan, you said like, I heard investigative reporting and I was like, this is going to be a snooze fest, right? Um, there are so many moments in this where, where they perfectly encapsulate what I love about journalism. Mm -hmm. And you get a, if there is a montage of people telling a reporter to fuck off, you know, it's real. Uh, (laughs) The, the montage in all the president's men, when, uh, when uh, uh, Dustin Hoffman and and Robert Redford like are calling, right? They're trying to get somebody on the phone, and people just keep telling them to f off. <laughs> that is like eighty percent of my job. See, right? I <laughs> took a lot of that as
2: just that. That's Boston. So. Well,
1: I mean, it's Boston, <laughs> but it's also reporting. I've been, sure. I've, I've, I've been told like, get the fuck off my property before. Right. And it's like, Oh, sorry, 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 sorry. Like run back <laughs> to the road as quickly as possible. Um, but I love how like Ruffalo was getting told to fuck off. And mm-hmm. then, and then like McAdams was having a better, uh, time of it. Right. Which is probably just like a male female thing. But, uh, yeah, when he was, like, running away from that townhouse, and we don't ever come back here. Like
0: that, I was like, yep.
2: <laughs> you leave my brother alone. <laughs> yeah, that,
1: that was great. Um, and that's 100%, like, how it is. Um, but, but also, like, when they're down in the stacks, right, and they're, they're looking at all these directories, and they mm-hmm. realize that sick leave equals yeah. that they were re- removed for abuse, there was that, like, light switch moment yeah. where they realized they had the key to unlock the riddle. And yeah. that investigative reporting comes down to that so much, right? Where you're like, oh, this what, th- now it all makes sense. And, and they did that. And I I like got out of my seat. I was like, yeah, yeah, here it is. That's I mean, and you you mentioned Indiana Jones, but so much of of, of reporting is treasure hunting. It's like I have a hunch that A equals B equals C. Now can I find the data? Can I find the facts to back it up? and and that's what's great about it yeah 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 Yeah. it's uh yeah they do that there's so many great montages in this oh yeah
2: well see and that was another thing i wanted to bring up is we had talked about the editing um in this film and holy like even just like the small things where they were having like you know the more uh uh the the words administrative uh, assistance kind of going through that stuff like you're just kind of given that process and they weren't doing it in like an unnecessary way it's like literally like you were talking yeah the treasure moving hands like you were seeing like how that was getting done and I yeah. was like that was cut so well yeah because those montages like the way they're done you you can overdo it sometimes and the way they did it in this movie was just like perfect and how many times that they're just in the middle of a
0: conversation about the topic and they just cut to like children out on the street oh near god churches yeah uh oh god
2: and yeah, they, they, not they the did most not Im- let you forget who the victims really were like no, they wanted and- like every moment that there was a chance for a child to be there like god when she was talking to the one priest it was just like well i never raped anybody and then those two kids like She's just like the, do I need to talk to those guys? (laughs) The one
0: that stuck out to me the most on this one was while Ruffalo is in the cab after he's gotten the, the documents out of finally out of the the court Uh and he's in the cab and they're driving and he's just talking about all the stuff that's in the report. They show the cab, go by a park, where the one victim that he talked to that was um that was Stanley Tucci's he was uh, pushing his kid
2: with the pushing his kid on the
0: swing. I oh
2: died. dude I died yeah. on the inside.
0: And it was yeah. one of those things where it's like this is both heavy handed and very important. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Like like they're really leaning into this. But at the same time right. it really needs to be driven home who the who the people that we're talking about are at all times. Like we can't just keep focusing on the journalists because as they point out multiple times, they're not victims, but they're so close to everything that happens in this movie Mm -hmm. that, you know, we need to be reminded that they're still on the outside of the circle. Yeah.
3: Yeah. And, you know, like you said, it's, I think it really, it doesn't try to be cute about it. You know, the one guy that Mm -hmm. Rachel McAdams is, Interviewing, he's like, "Well, there's a church and there's a playground right there." It's like you, you make this statement and you say, "We're showing you here it is, and we're not, we're not holding back." Mm-hmm. Um, you know, well, go ahead.
1: Well, I was just say it shouldn't be understated. Uh, the the fourth member of the Spotlight team, who we haven't brought up, is is Brian Darcy James's mm-hmm. character, mm-hmm. Matt Carroll, mm-hmm. and when he realizes that that rehab house is just down the street from his house and mm.
0: that and I, chilled me. Yeah. I love that it's an unbroken cut of him just running yeah. down the street yep. to find it because it illustrates perfectly how close it is. Yeah. Like he could say that's you know they could have cut to him being out front of the house and he's like, "Oh, my house is over there." But no, you see him run from his house to that house. Yeah. Right. Oh, I got goosebumps. And,
1: <laughs> and I want to say when he goes into into Keaton's office and he says I got one of these a block away from my house. I got to tell people. And Keaton says, not yet. We'll publish soon. That, that exemplifies such a tension in journalism,
3: mm-hmm.
1: right? Just recently, there was a piece that it came out that like it was a New York Times piece and they held it to like in order to win an award or because it was going into a book or something like, like when do you publish and when do you hold? And what does publishing or not publishing do to impact the people who the story is about? Right. That's so important. Right. And, and like, are you holding this for prestige or are you, or are you publishing to help the people who you're supposed to be serving? Yeah. Right. Like, mm-hmm. like there, there's an adage in investigative journalism that journalism should, let me see, make sure I get this right, uh, should afflict the comfortable and comfort the afflicted. Yeah, yeah. And, and that's so important, right? Like are we holding the, the power to account and are we comforting the afflicted? Right. And, and, and the tensions within that are so important in this piece, in this, in this film. Uh, and you know, and then and then all of a sudden, 9-11 happens. They got to shelve it, and you know, and there's these these back and forths. Like I, they just do such a good job of really showing the, the tensions of journalism.
0: Yeah, yeah. And and you're watching you're watching as the the victims are starting to give up and feel ignored and neglected mm-hmm. again. Like
2: it's been right. six weeks since nine eleven. You could get back to this now. Yeah. Yep. Damn. All right. Well, gents, uh, does anybody have any additional notes on this film?
3: I have one one comment I was just going to make about as far as like awards. I think what it only it won best picture and screenplay and that was it.
0: Uh, think, that that is correct.
3: I think I saw a note somewhere where it was like that was the first movie since like the the greatest show on earth or something to only win two. Mm. So, and you know, a- McCarthy was nominated for directing and the directing's really good, but it's not it's not a showy movie. It's just it's very uh, what's the word? It's effective. It's, uh, it's very, very I feel like little little there's a lot of things
2: that's not like, it's a weird thing for me to bring up, but the fact that they, for something that's not that far away, they were still able to keep it at that time, and they didn't date the movie, which obviously, as a as a true story, you should know the date. They didn't date the movie until 9-11, and that 9-11 scene happened the second they showed the AOL poster. Yes, yes the billboard. Yes. So... <laughs> I found that pretty intriguing. And outside of that, you're really only able to tell that it was, uh, you know, over 20 years ago, like cathode TVs, Mm -hmm. everything else just felt like it could be right now. It could be something that just happened. And it's just those small details are kind of one of those things where I'm just like, I enjoyed that. I mean, they, they kept it like they, everything there was of that time, even though it was, especially to people like us who that was our norm for so long. It doesn't look much different now.
1: So it was interesting in the final editing process. They mentioned we're gonna put a we're gonna put a link in to how to contact yeah. us. The, yeah, there's a hyperlink. The at the po- and yeah, and like, that was a funny. Like they were like explaining <laughs> like, the it, internet. It to- <laughs> it'll be pretty straightforward. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, but uh, it, it's interesting. Journalism has changed a lot to, since 2001 uh, in terms of. You know, you mentioned the resources being able to go call down and get clip searches and things like that mm-hmm. doesn't exist anymore, <laughs> right? Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, you're right. It it is really interesting to see how how the world's evolved in 20 years. Yeah. All right. Uh, can I ask you guys a question? Absolutely. Yeah. Sure. Spotlight aside, uh, what are your uh, favorite or notable uh, uh, movies about or featuring journalism? Uh, well, I've talked you're gonna about, make
2: me Google a list, man. I've talked I mean, about. I could, a few. I could
1: give you a list. Yeah, I mean. <laughs>
2: You Name mentioned someone, all the presidents,
0: yeah, <laughs> yeah. All presidents, one yeah. of my all-time favorites.
3: Hmm. I guess it would network kind of count? Sort of, not not exactly. But not sure.
1: investigative. No, no, no. It doesn't have to be investigative.
2: Sure, man. I I gotta tell you, yeah, Google man. is failing me because a lot of these I'm going. <laughs> yeah, I guess technically you can consider that a journalism movie, but you know, <laughs> how yeah. do you beat Anchorman?
1: You can, you can say, like, Anchorman, we all laugh about, but if you want to talk about a film that highlights how network news and, like, the, the awfulness that is the CNN-Fox fight, mm-hmm. Anchorman does it wonderfully. Like, they, they, they really just highlight how we got where we are with, like, the evolution and the creation of, of the 24-hour news cycle. Sure. Uh, so, oh. and, yeah.
2: Sorry, good to... No, just, no, no, no! My, my, my obvious answer just kind of came up in my head. Do it, yeah. Um, and the name of the movie literally just met me. Uh, Hunter S. Thompson. Oh yeah, Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas. Fear and of of <laughs> yeah, fear So you,
1: you want to know my my Hunter S. Thompson story? Yeah, yes, sure. So, <laughs> so my uh, one of my mentors is uh, uh, he uh, was a magazine reporter and he edited for Playboy, and he was Ooh. Thompson's editor. Uh, and so he he was able to share just the insane frustration with sending Hunter S. Thompson on assignment and then not hearing from him for three months because he was shark hunting in the Gulf or something and then would randomly show up with this amazing copy. But once at a party, uh, Hunter S. Thompson uh, lit my mentor's hair on fire uh, because, of course, uh, and, and then – <laughs> uh he was like yeah we didn't talk for a while after that but uh, uh but yeah uh, he's a uh, pretty amazing character evidently um, yeah yeah uh,
0: <laughs> like to throw out good night and good luck we talked about got it's my favorite film of 2005
3: mm-hmm. excellent the insider oh the Insider, yeah. so
1: good have any of you guys watched um uh, the bang bang club no no, no i have not Oh, this is excellent! It's about uh, a group of uh, freelance photographers based out of South Africa. Um, They uh, and they are they're adrenaline junkies, basically. Uh Uh, And so they will travel across the continent to get uh, 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 to get the shots, right? To get these pictures. Mm -hmm. And um, one of them. So this came out. Let me let me pull up the the IMDb. So I Uh, I, I can speak to it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, Ryan Phillippe's in it. I think he's the biggest name. Okay. Uh but uh it's, it's based as it on
0: as ahead. long as it isn't Freddie Prince Jr. No, 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 no.
1: Um, but it it's based on these four uh, uh, uh combat uh reporters uh, who take these pictures. Uh and there's a there's a famous shot that was taken by one of these of a, of a boy uh, i believe it was in sudan it was during this uh, uh this uh, famine uh and it's it's a young boy crouched down with a with a vulture in the background oh yeah and this yeah. this image you'll you've seen it. google yeah, it yeah, you've yeah. seen it um but it, this image is in every journalism ethics course in in every school because there's a lot of conflict of should he have helped the boy should he have done anything is was his framing of this shot uh ethical uh, um, right. And uh, but anyway, it's a it's a great film. Uh, it's it 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 makes me want to be a foreign correspondent. Uh, it,
0: it's excellent. You should definitely watch The Bang Bang Club. Uh, and I guess I'd be remiss if I didn't bring up Citizen Kane. <laughs> <laughs> sure. <laughs> but if you're going to talk about old
1: uh, uh, journalism movies, you have to go watch Call Northside Seven Seven Seven. So this is this took place. down. This took place in Chicago in back of the yards which back then was like the, the slaughterhouse district, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and it's a Jimmy Stewart film. Uh, oh. uh, it's, it's very noir. It's very dark. Um, and fun fact, this film was the first use of the lie detector test. Uh, uh-huh. uh, they use a, um, what's this technical term? A Again, polygraph. polygraph. A, they use a polygraph uh, to determine if this person's a liar. and This is the first use of, of the polygraph in film. Mm-hmm. Call Northside 777. So that's a fun one.
0: Yeah, and wow. we know who created the lie detector test, right? Mm. Please. Uh, Let's try to bring up his name real quick. William Moulton Marston, who was also the creator of Wonder Woman. Oh, wow. If you're ever wondering why Wonder Woman has a lasso of truth. Sweet.
1: Whoa. Whoa. Mm. So the only other tidbit I want to throw out there is uh, what other uh, great film does Ruffalo play a journalist in? I know this. Zodiac? I know this. Zodiac, yeah. also yeah. a great film. And, yeah, uh, also a great film. Robert Downey Jr., yep. also in there. Yeah.
2: Nice.
1: I think Hell we've yeah. exhausted my, my trivia. I mean, no, we haven't. Sure. I, I have several pages left, but, but <laughs> we have a
0: time limit.
2: <laughs> I <laughs> absolutely love the fact that you came in with those. Thank you very much. That, yes. That I, was I, awesome.
0: Before we move on, I have to read this Facebook message that Zach's wife, Caitlin, just shared with me. She says, I invited yeah, I you to a book thing, you and Jonathan. So, yeah, you have kids. I don't know how to people anymore. Please don't hate me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, probably
1: an uh, us born book party, probably.
0: Probably. Yeah. Yeah. Leanne is about those. Well, <laughs> <laughs> right.
1: I don't know how to people anymore. As, as a person with four kids, I can relate to that. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah.
2: All right. So we are going to go ahead and we are going to move on and let's jump into our Razzies. Razzie roundup. Razzie roundup. All right. Uh, so worst picture is a tie this year. Mm -hmm. Uh, fantastic four and 50 shades of gray. I don't like 50 shades of gray being there. Uh, Here's where I have the fucking problem is one of the nominees is Jupiter Ascending. That's a terrible nomination. That film is excellent. It is really fucking good and incredibly underrated. And I don't know what fucking people's problem was. And Channing Tatum is allowed to join my marriage. We've already decided. (laughs) Uh, Worst director goes to Josh Trank for Fantastic Four. uh, Beating out Andy Fickman for Paul Blart Mall Cop 2. Tom Six for The Human Centipede 3. Sam Taylor Johnson, (laughs) yes. Uh, Sam Taylor Johnson for Fifty Shades of Grey, and the Wachowskis for Jupiter Ascending. Fuck you. Worst actor goes to Jamie Dornan for Fifty Shades of Grey, uh, beating out Johnny Depp in his Mordecai uh kevin, kevin james for paul blair adam sandler for the cobbler and pixels i still need to see the cobbler i've heard it's not the worst uh
0: i believe it's also a tom
2: mccarthy film is it
0: oh wow uh, oh. if i'm not mistaken i will look that up while you move on
2: all right <laughs> uh and channing Tatum for jupiter ascending worst actress goes to dakota johnson and 50 shades of gray mm-hmm. beating out Catherine heigl for home sweet hell
3: it's okay. just they're piling on their new uh Replacement for Twilight or whatever. With yeah, okay, that's right? exactly
2: what's happening. Because yeah.
0: Girl stuff is
2: icky. Beating me to Jupiter Ascending, Jennifer Lopez for The Boy Next Door and Gwyneth Paltrow in Mordecai. Okay, Boy Next Door was pretty terrible. Okay. <laughs> uh, worst supporting actor goes to Eddie
0: Redmayne in Jupiter Ascending. So, so they give him the Oscar for a film he doesn't deserve it for. And then they give him a Razzie for a film he doesn't deserve it for. Why can't this guy... <laughs>
2: find the middle ground and <laughs> just not win awards <laughs> just, just go away uh beating out chevy chase for hot tub time machine 2 and vacation uh josh gad and pixels kevin james and pickles and jason lee and alvin and the chipmunks the road chip i don't like that nomination yeah we're supporting actress goes to Callie cuoco i'm careful Kay- Kay- kaylee cuoco kaylee oh so i got the last name i didn't get the first name jesus christ uh <laughs> Harley Quinn Uh, for Alvin and the Chipmunks, The Road Chip and The Wedding Ringer Uh, Rooney Mara as in Pan as Tiger Lily
0: I'll say okay on that one only Mm. because it's a whitewash Yeah, (laughs) Rooney Mara is good in the movie because Rooney Mara is a very good actress but she should not have played Tiger Lily oh my god like James Franco should be
2: fucking uh Oh God! Have you seen this? Oh, he's gonna, uh, oh, yeah, he's going to be a uh, Che Guevara. Vidal.
3: Yeah. Oh, oh. oh that was Castro.
2: I think oh. no, I think I think it is Castro. Oh, it is Castro. Yep. Either way. <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, worst screen combo goes to Jamie Dornan and Dakota Johnson for Fifty Shades of Grey. Ooh. Eating out all four Fantastics: Johnny Depp and his glued-on mustache, Kevin James and either his Segway or his glued-on mustache, and Adam Sandler and any pair of shoes.
0: Uh, the worst Cobbler's really not that bad. Yes, yeah, so it guess, is a Tom McCarthy movie. Wow. Fair. So, so Tom McCarthy nominated for co- his Cobbler is nominated for Razzies the same year that Spotlight's nominated for yeah. Best Picture.
2: Yeah. <laughs> uh, worst prequel, remake, ripoff, or sequel goes to Fantastic Four, beating out Alvin and the Chipmunks, The Road Chip, Hot Tub Time Machine Two, The Centipede, Min Centipede Three, and Paul Bart Mall Cop. Blah blah blah. Worst blah, screenplay blah, blah, blah. goes to Fifty Shades of Grey. Uh, and the Razzie Redeemer Award goes to Sylvester Stallone for Creed. From all-time Razzie champ to 2015 award contender for Creed. I like and how then. they
0: picked on Sylvester Stallone for years and years and years, and he does nothing to change that except get nominated for an Oscar. Yeah, And suddenly they're like, oh, Sylvester Stallone, we love you.
2: <laughs> they also what a bunch have, of shills. I have to look this one up. The Barry L. Bumstead Award. Dagwood Bumstead <laughs> uh, was given the film. You, uh, apparently this was the only year uh, to the film United Passions. It had the distinction of having a $30 million budget and a total of $918 in ticket sales.
1: It features mm. both Gerard Depardieu and C.M. Neal. I don't know this
2: film, but now wow. I'm intrigued by those Talk two names. What is this movie? United Passions. Okay. Okay. That's a... Uh, it does have Gerard Depardieu. right? Are you allowed to say his name with an American accent? Did no. I? No, I'm just Gerard- saying, are you? Gerard like, er- like, Depardieu. Jared Dipperdew? Dipperdu? <laughs> Jared Dipperdu? <laughs> Jared Depardieu. Man, I
1: want to meet Jerry Dipperdu. <laughs> <laughs> so. Hey there, guys. I'm Jerry. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Let me sell you a used car. I need a Cajun version of Gerard Depardieu. Oh man! Called Jerry Dipper-Dew.
3: And He carries a thing of a canned tobacco. Takes a dip <laughs> or two.
2: Yeah, a, a dip or two. <laughs> dip or do with a dip. Or two. <laughs> All right. So that is our Razzie roundup. It is now time for our worsty judgments. All right, Chris. Got a couple questions for you. We'll start off with you. The first question is: Does this movie deserve? Best Picture. I think so. I mean, I may be biased, but yeah, I think it holds its weight. Yeah. Zach?
3: You know, um, this year represents a a steep kind of decline in the number of movies I've seen because we had our second child, and (laughs) I just didn't see as many movies. Um, So I actually have only seen three of these uh, Best Picture nominees, which is wild. Um, Big Short, Mad Max, and Spotlight. Um, and I like them all, you know, regardless of, you know, our current feelings perhaps, or about Adam McKay. I, I, you know, I was a minor defender of don't look up, but, uh, yeah, I, I definitely think Spotlight deserved best picture of what I saw. Mad Max Fury Road is an amazing, incredible film, and I'm glad it got the attention it got. And I'm okay with it not winning best picture because it's maybe not, you know, that type of movie, but, but it's, it's awesome, and I recommend it to anybody. Uh, so, yeah, I'll give a shout-out to, you know, we mentioned X Machina, too, which is amazing. Uh, I'm a big fan of Straight Outta Compton. Sicario came out. And shout-out to World of Tomorrow from Don Hertzfeldt. Great short film. Mm, yeah. But, yeah. Yes, it deserved Best Picture.
2: All right. Um, yeah, definitely not a lot of movies I saw that year. And admittedly, I still haven't even seen Creed because I am a filthy casual. But that aside, aside, um, I have seen a couple of movies. I remember I was actually able to get out of being the only guy in a girl's night out by going to go see The Martian while my wife was at a piano bar. So that was awesome. Um, (laughs) And I've seen Mad Max a few times, a few hundred times. And The Revenant is a movie that I've never cared to care about. I knew Leo was great. And, uh, I enjoyed the memes of Did he fuck a bear? And since I haven't seen it, I'm just going to go ahead and assume he fucked the bear. Uh, that being said, uh, I believe this movie does definitely deserve Best Picture and should still be talked about, not just because of the film, but obviously because of the topic. So, yeah. Uh, Paul, does this movie deserve Best Picture? All right. I'm going uh, to do the thing. Do the thing. Do the thing. All right.
0: Um, <clears throat> so I have not seen Brooklyn. I just haven't seen. Probably never will. Honestly, it's going on the list after Parks and Rec. Oh, and and I love Chercher Romans. Um, and it took me a couple of years to see Bridge of Spies because it didn't come out here in time for me to see it. And then... Uh, around the time that I would have gotten to see it we had our second child <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> which uh, which happened in 2016 so it it just didn't we just didn't get it released around here for some reason SK kids um but I don't know why Room isn't ranked on my top 20 of this year I don't see it sitting outside of my top 20 so I'm very curious why because I saw it before the Academy Awards so all right here I go with my top 20 for 2015 uh, number five uh, number 20 Sicario yeah. uh, number 19 Mission Impossible Rogue Nation. Uh, I did number, enjoy that one. Number 18. And I think this uh, goes way higher on my list today because I think of it more fondly. Uh, Paddington. Ooh. Love it. Uh, then number 17 Creed number 16. And I think this goes out of my top 20 today, but mostly based on one of its sequels and not because of the film itself. Star Wars. The Force Awakens. Mm Mm hmm. Mm hmm. All right. Uh, Fifteen. Sean the Sheep. The movie. Hell yeah. Film I absolutely love. Uh, Number 71. All right. Number 71. Number 14. 71 is the name of the movie. Okay, I was like, how the hell did you get there? (laughs) We're going to be here a while. (laughs) Uh, All right. I'm going to stop saying numbers. I'm just going to go through these cop car kevin bacon it was uh the director of the spider-man movies before he got spider-man the the mcu spider-man movies before he got mcu spider-man okay just about a couple of kids that steal kevin bacon's cop car hell yeah damn you know that. me fuck the cops uh the peanuts movie a film Beautiful. that i thought got entirely too much hate from people that movie is gorgeous uh love and mercy the film about brian wilson Starring Paul Dano as young Brian Wilson and um, son of a bitch Lloyd Dobler's name just fell out of my head. John Cusack as old Brian Wilson and uh, was one of two films this year that Paul Giamatti was stealing money from an artist. The other being Straight out Compton. Uh, dope,
2: Rick Famuyiwa film.
0: Uh, if If you like the wood, see Dope. It is great.
2: Okay. That's right. That's one that I keep being told I need to see.
0: <laughs> yeah. Same writer, director. It rules. Yeah. Uh, What We Do in the Shadows. Yes. Because I was on that train before the TV show, you nerds. (laughs) (laughs) We're werewolves. We're not swearwolves. Not swearwolves. Me and Earl and the Dying Girl. Great film.
2: Yeah. Uh, The Martian. I'm honestly surprised you liked that movie. I love that movie. Like outside, like I figured there was already an automatic bias towards it, but I figured the rest of it just, hmm. I'm happy you like that movie.
0: Was it Drew Goddard wrote it, Ridley Scott directed it, Matt Damon starred in it. What the fuck's not to like?
2: I don't know. I just, (laughs) it's popular.
0: (laughs) My eldest wanted to be an astronaut,
1: right? She was like four at the time. And we, we popped that movie in and we were like folding laundry. It was a Sunday afternoon. And that opening scene happened, and like he like got like impaled, and she was like, "I don't want to be an astronaut anymore." <laughs> <laughs> great, great film. But I was like, "Oh, maybe we shouldn't have this on in the background with a four-year-old."
0: <laughs> <laughs> nice. She, she loves potatoes, though. <laughs> potatoes are delicious.
2: One, two, boil and mash them, stick them There mm-hmm. you
0: go. All right, where are my top five now? Top five number five inside out number four amira and sam which is a beautiful love story starring martin Starr. uh number three mad max fury road mm. uh, i think that stays there not moving that one number two alex garland's ex machina yeah mm-hmm and my number one film of 2015 was spotlight hey! I, I went into this academy award ceremony 100 sure that it was not going to win best picture and when it didn't pick up anything else i was like well i guess i'll be okay if uh anything anything but brooklyn gets it sure i i wasn't necessarily rooting for the big short either because i hate adam mckay I hated him before this. I hate him now. I really hate him now. Um, He's, he's terrible. But Spotlight is great. Love this movie. It deserves Best Picture. It deserves more Academy Awards than it won. It, journalists doing journalist shit is the best. And I've been prepping everyone for this moment.
1: <laughs> Hooray! Yes. I
0: will say The Big Short is
1: based on uh, some great reporting by Michael Lewis. But... <laughs> It, it, Michael Lewis is an amazing reporter. Uh, he's got a great podcast, um, but but yes, I I, I agree. Spotlight uh, wins hands down. All
2: right, so our second question here for you, Chris, is going to be: Is this the worst best picture?
1: Oh no! no. Um, see, I I want a mulligan at the end of these questions because. I'm sure I could tell you what I think the worst best picture is, but I, I'm it's not it's not at the top of my head. So. okay,
2: because yeah, that was going to be my part B. Was what is the worst best picture? All right, come back to me. I'll give you that. one in just okay. A second not a okay. Problem. we may we may even help you along the way. So Zach, is this the worst best picture?
3: No, I I gave it a, a four and a half star, and uh, I have it at my number twenty seven. It's a that's you know it's a great film and one that I will watch every probably five years or so. And I'll recommend to people for as long as uh, the topic is relevant. And, um, you know, still got at the bottom of our pile, the greatest show on earth, which is shitty circus movie. Don't know if you've ever seen that, Chris,
2: (laughs) I haven't. It's not a movie. (laughs) Don't, don't it's literally just, just don't the circus. Don't don't. (laughs) Yeah. Number 27. All right. Um, I agree. It is not the worst, best picture. It is. Where did I put that? My number 22. 22. Yeah. Right. right in between Wings and the Gladiator. So it didn't beat Hurray Bubbles, but it did beat it. Are You Not Into Trains?
3: <laughs> yep, I've got it.
0: Right uh, between Braveheart and All About Eve.
2: Nice. Paul?
0: Uh, no, no. This movie is a five-star movie. There's nothing wrong with it. It's beautiful. Everybody should see it. It'll make you feel shitty, which is the best thing a movie can do. It's at my number 15. (laughs) Nice. Okay. I have it
2: right under on the waterfront, Mm. right above Platoon. Oh, Good company. And have we been able to come up with a worst best picture from our guest?
1: I mean, I'm I'm scrolling through and I'm seeing a lot of things here that I got feelings about.
2: Well, I will say a uh, big deterrent for us as to being a good uh, best picture, probably uh, to be one of the worst, is uh, circuses, racism, and child grooming are, are <laughs> our
1: I mean, they're all; uh, those are all great reasons. I mean, can I pick <laughs> something that that comes after this? Yeah, sure. You can oh, do whatever you want. Please. Right? I mean, <laughs> right,
2: what, is he going to be the fourth person <laughs> we, to say the same movie? Yeah. we no, I We've just been
0: going in order, so I
1: can't we, yeah. say that. No. I mean, because you, you guys are assuming I'm going to say Green Book, and that's not <laughs> fair.
2: Were you going to say Green Book? <laughs> I mean, it was
1: when that was the first thing that came to mind. And so I'm like, okay, what can I say that's not Green Book?
0: Uh, you could just say Green Book. Uh, yeah, you could just say Green Book. You would not be the first guest on to this say Green Podcast Book. Already.
1: We haven't even covered it yet. <laughs> oh man i kind of want to come back on when you talk about
2: green book um a guess? i don't think we have a guess <laughs> no really i know we'll we've had see. a few people ask about it so no, if oh, nobody's oh. confirmed uh,
1: <laughs> oh man no i mean there's other great ones out there but uh, uh no i don't have a guess written to... down right now
3: well, well we'll talk about that on the back side <laughs> yeah. all right i'll
0: go with green book because i don't i don't have another good compelling reason to say otherwise <laughs> there you go excellent <laughs> What's that? What was that quote from? Oh, no, that was a movie I watched today. Uh, watched a movie today where the quote was, he doesn't need a reason to kill you. He needs a reason not to. I could tell so. you I could tell you a hundred. Uh, I could
1: tell you several movies where Jimmy Stewart films should have won uh, and didn't. But no, um, otherwise I can, I can tell you one. Um, movie with Jimmy Stewart. Washington. That's exactly right. <laughs> yeah, Did you definitely. say you could tell me one Jimmy Stewart movie?
2: Yeah, I can tell you one Jimmy Stewart movie that he was in that did win that it did not deserve Best Picture. Which one? The greatest show on earth. The greatest <laughs> show on earth. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> if you ever want to see Jimmy Stewart just completely
0: waste his talents on a movie that doesn't deserve it, it's the greatest show on earth. Yeah. He <laughs> plays
3: think
2: a I've clown. One, actually, it, it, All it is. is. his voice better, but. <laughs> what are you talking about? He plays a oh, clown. Oh, I murdered my wife. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it was a mercy killing. <laughs>
2: God. Oh, at least I wasn't a Catholic priest. True. Now I'm getting the Dana Carvey flashbacks again. <laughs> <laughs> Do it again, well, We all, we all uh, have
1: a bad Jimmy Stewart, don't we? Like, yeah.
2: Oh, I don't think there's a good Jimmy Stewart. That's what makes doing Jimmy Stewart impressions fun. Exactly. <laughs> all right. Well, I think we are going to call it there, Chris. Thank you very much for coming on with us. We yes, thank you. Certainly appreciate yes. it. Is there anything you'd like to plug while you're with us sir?
1: Oh man, I mean shoot, if you want to uh uh if you want to follow a, a Twitter that's mostly just uh being sad about the white Sox and um uh avid cycling and urban chickens, you can follow my my Twitter. It's uh Jasper. Uh, it's pretty simple. All right. Uh, but I know I I write about food and agriculture, so you know, mm. uh it's a uh, it's interesting for me, but uh, yeah. Otherwise, yeah, bikes, white socks, and food. That's that's kind of my jam. All
2: right. Well, again, thank you very much for being
1: with us, sir.
3: Hell yeah. Yeah, it's yeah, been a pleasure. So I hope
2: much. it. I hope it was somewhat entertaining. I, I was entertained,
3: entertained and informed. That's the best combination.
2: Indeed. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> infotainment. Um, infotainment. <laughs> All right. And of course, you can follow me, Jonathan Pierce, at AllTorn underscore Occam on the Twitter, Twitch, and the TikToks. Zach. Where can they find you?
3: you can find me on or Zackmaster, X-A-K-K-M-A-S-T-E-R, TikTok, House Havoc, and Letterboxd by searching my name,
0: Mr. Workman. You can follow me at Father of the Fear across the platforms of Twitter and Letterboxd, uh, where I keep a running tally of all the films that I watch. And this week, I watched The Princess on Hulu, which was uh, a lot of fun. Uh, just watching a young woman kill a whole lot of people watch this movie it's awesome Yo, i'm gonna watch this movie i'm also <laughs> it's, gonna it's pretty much dread but with like a 20 year old girl just murdering a whole bunch of people
1: <laughs> my yeah. two and a half year old wants to be a princess so we should watch it with her
0: yes yeah, just, yeah. If, if you if she wants to be a cool princess absolutely
2: not one of those lame ones I will also need to tell people I watched the Sandman. You need to watch the Sandman. Everybody watch the Sandman. (sighs) Fucking
0: seriously. Yep. Fucking seriously. I'm so excited. It's so good. All right, Zach, what are we watching next week? Next week, we are watching
3: Moonlight, which you can stream. Well, you can rent on Amazon, Hulu, uh, FUBU, Sling TV. uh, If you have a showtime subscription youtube and voodoo it's not streaming anywhere that i see Ooh, right now that's that, that's that's terrible
0: that's
1: criminal probably racist
0: do we also likely. have to watch la la land you <laughs> don't uh, have to i still I, haven't <laughs> i suggest you don't are you gonna watch start cats instead it's a much better musical
1: you <laughs> 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 gotta think about how we're gonna start that episode You're going to start the episode talking about La La Land and then you go, oh, wait, we've made a mistake.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Perfect. Okay. Mm -hmm. Outro time. I'd like to thank Tramp from our sister podcast. Living up to Benjamin Banks for producing our show. We would like to thank Chad Ramsey for our most excellent theme song. We would like to thank Megan and Jay Bellevue for our beautiful artwork. You can follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at OscorristiPod and on Facebook at the Oscars Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast. Leave us a nice five-star review on Apple Podcast, Stitcher, or Spotify it really helps us to be seen in the Almighty
2: Algorithm.
3: Sometimes it's easy to forget that we spend most of our time stumbling around the algorithm. Suddenly a light turns on and we give this podcast five stars.
0: <sighs> so for Chris Waljasper, Jonathan, Zach, and mm, let's go Tom McCarthy. Tom broke off. I'm the He's so good. We'd like for you all to have a damn fine day.